Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, everybody, to the Bottle Rocket Show. It's episode 144. Of course, I don't know if they still sell bottle rockets in a, uh, quote, gross 144. Uh, I certainly was not going to call episode 144 the gross show, though. Anything but, as we have spectacular guests this week. First, from the Premier Playhouse, it's Oliver Mays, the new, well, we'll let him tell you his title. Then later in the show, Maddie Elliott from Headlights Theater is going to join us as they're getting ready to get to the end of season three. Plus, we'll give away the coveted weekly honorable mention, as well as draw for this week's winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Oh, yes, it is time. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. I tell you what, it's not just the party that started, it's back to school. School has started now for most of the students in the area. And I know it's a weekend eve and we pop a cork of champagne, but it might be those wonderful little cartons of milk that they get too. But you might be celebrating at home with something more special going, hey, the kids are back in school, huh? Always feels like there's just such great enthusiasm as a new school year starts. And we mean that from K through college. And those uh, college kids probably will have a little something. In fact, I maybe know where they might be headed if they're of legal age. Weekend Eve Toast brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. Let Jason get you there so you can indulge without the responsibility. On Facebook, James went on to compliment Ale Hop on their knowledge of the local craft beer scene. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite or that fine distillery, Ale Hop Brewery Tours gets you and your friends there in a really cool van. All you have to do is enjoy the beer or the spirits. Book your private tours at alehopbrewerytours.com. Already out and about on a weekend? Well, then hop on a public tour. For more info, call 605-577-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. Oh, I picked up the certificates for these the other day. And picked up a uh, pizza for myself as well. It's time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered. We draw one name each week. And this week, we say congratulations to Brooke Hamilton. Brooke Hamilton wins a pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. Congratulations. We'll be in touch to get you all set up for some Jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online. Sonny'sPizzeria.com Honorable Mention you know, some people that spend their days promoting the arts across South Dakota just never stop. Yes. So honorable mention this week goes out to three really great people. Here's the deal. I was uh, sitting at our wine bar on Monday getting ready for the Oliver Mays interview. In walked Jimmy Spears, Andrew Reinerts, 
and Sarah Larson from Arts South Dakota. Now, uh, then I had to start getting busy again. They went out to sit out on the patio area. Now, either their day was not finished, it looked like they might still be talking a little business, or it was finished and they were all sitting down for a very well-deserved beverage. They make the arts known and accessible in South Dakota. By the way, I told Sarah of a uh, collaborative t-shirt effort that I have in mind. So looking forward to that. Okay. In the meantime, later in the show, Maddie Elliott from Headlights Theater. But first, from the Premier Playhouse, the new guy with the new title, Oliver Mays, on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XO Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XO Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. You know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it's always a pleasure because it is always a pleasure to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And it's also a pleasure to have new people on the show. And this time we get one of those slash people, a, uh, an actor, director, and executive director. Actually, what's the title, Oliver Mays, I gave you at uh, TPP? at the? It is the Managing Premier Artistic Director. Mar- Managing Artistic Director. I like it. Does it fit? Oh, yeah. Totally. Okay. I actually helped come up with it. Oh, you so. did? Okay. <laughs> yeah, what would you like to call yourself after we give the job? <laughs> what do you think will fit nicely on a business card? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, before we move on, uh, many of you know that uh, quite often we record here at the R Wine Bar because, well, Ricardo, and I'll say his name too, Ricardo Terry. Elsie uh, is uh, so generous uh, to the arts community, and uh, that's one of the great reasons we come down here. We started uh, doing these on Monday nights for the recording before the Thursday show, uh, partly because, you know, Monday was a slow night, and uh, Ricardo said to me tonight, he says, <laughs> not anymore. Uh, they are hopping once again. So all that noise that you hear in the background, that is not a sound effect. That is that is not uh, any track that's being laid down to make it sound like we're authentic in, a, in an R-wine our restaurant <laughs> it's real people it's they all are real uh they've got a party in the back they've got a party downstairs there's uh, a, a big table of about 10 over there there's another table of eight over here and a whole bunch of fours going on and it's great because we love supporting local you know what it is uh, i'll make the analogy here uh oliver people on the stage love a standing ovation mm-hmm you get a crowd like this at a restaurant, that's their standing ovation. I agree. And yeah. for Monday, this is fantastic. Yes. And we love supporting local and we want to have a, a crowd that's like this once season 40 gets underway for the Premier Playhouse. And that's yes. not far away now. <laughs> 20 years away. Yeah. And well, you just, uh, yeah, 20 years away. But uh, it's uh, it's time for the 20th to start. And we're all revved up about that because you've got a great lineup in terms of the musicals and the plays. Uh, I know that the cast is already out for Young Frankenstein. You are in rehearsals. You are co-directing this one. Tis true. Yes. And uh, well, your co-director was just on a few weeks back, and he was looking forward to the experience. Uh, But before we get to the directing of this and who's in the cast and, and everything along for Young Frankenstein the musical... Uh, let's talk about your trip to getting to this point <laughs> as the managing artistic director. Sounds great. Yeah. So where did it all start? What got you interested in theater? 
I started at a pretty young age, to be honest. Um, I started doing music and performance and theater in church. I did a little bit of community theater, but to be honest, um, I really fell in love with it in educational theater. So in elementary school, middle school, kind of dipping my toes and then in high school, fully uh-huh. diving in. And I just fell in love with musical theater specifically, um, predominantly as an actor, but I also dabbled in directing. So I started that at kind of a young age as well. And um yeah, I, I honestly, I studied music and theater a lot through my studies in school. And I did a little bit of local, like, print and film stuff, mm-hmm. um, being from Portland, Oregon. And that's kind of just how it all happened. And then it all unraveled and I kept doing it. And then how did you get to this? Because it's a unique story. And, and I guess I want to ask it, you know, maybe I'm off base. But I, I would say it's a rarity that you go and become a guest director for a show and an executive director is leaving and you get the position. Um, is that something that happens a lot in theater? No, I that's didn't not, think so. Yeah, it's not I typical. Just, yeah, <laughs> it's unusual that that takes place, uh, but uh, we're, we're thankful for it. And of course, you know, the, the great thing was as soon as it came out that the news was that it was you and uh, you were in the midst of Cabaret. Uh, everything that I saw on social media just blew up about, oh, wow, what a great guy. And <laughs> it's going to be so fantastic uh, working under him and so forth. And uh, so, you know, congratulations. And Thank I'm glad so we're much, at this Dave. point now that we finally get a chance to talk. But there is so much going on with, uh, we like to shorten it out, just a TPP. Or the Playhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Playhouse. And it's just amazing because, uh, well, first of all, uh, and yes, we won't get to young Frankenstein yet in this conversation. The cabaret show was amazing. Uh, I had been to it, you know, 20, 25 years ago, however long back it was when they had done it the first time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, nice show and so forth. Nobody goes out singing Life is a Cabaret. Uh, but this time you went hard hitting yeah. after what that whole story is, is really all about. What made you make that decision? To not play it so conservatively and and make it an edgy show. I mean, I think innately my instincts go there. To be honest, a lot of um, a lot of the shows that I do, I would call theater as activism, um, or it's very political innately. Um, you know, I try to have fun, but there's right. always like I'm always arguing something or or trying to send some sort of message. And I've always wanted to direct Cabaret. Not always wanted, but it's it's been on the bucket list for a while. So when a show is on your radar like that as a director, you kind of like go through all the different iterations in your head. Um, but to be honest, I had kind of like forgotten about it for a while. And then when the opportunity came up again, I was like, oh my gosh, I could do so many things with this juicy script. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I mean, part of me getting the job was Robin actually wanting us to be authentic in at least right. the nightlife. And then I said, okay, and I'm also going to get like real, real with the, with the content, mm-hmm. if that's cool. And he supported me in that. Yeah. And I think, I think he wanted something edgy like that. So it kind of just was, it was an easy transition well, was, there. I didn't have to convince him. Yeah, he supported yeah. me in, in the work that I wanted to do. So And, and the production design and, and everything, it just was so incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean, Jill, Jill Clark is, I've worked with her before and we work beautifully together so that was kind of how it all began is me giving everyone these crazy ideas and images to think about and they'll and then jill running with it and then everyone else being inspired by it Corey with the beautiful lighting and malia sound it there was just so many components to it and we all just meshed so and it was great and uh, also you know uh, a lot of people had a, a chance to play different parts uh, because you had uh, understudies that got a lot of work that, that is that production. That is correct. Yeah, we um, work with the understudies as much as possible in rehearsal. But then, as you know, we had understudies actually go on as yeah. well in performance. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. I'm, I'm just still, I, I talk about that one a lot. That's uh, right up there with uh, Blood Brothers for me in, in terms of the best shows that uh, the Premier Playhouse has put on. Thank uh, you, Dave. In, in recent history. You're quite welcome. Thank you for, for providing that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now, season 20 starts off with Young Frank. Einstein. Woo! Okay. And uh, tell us uh, some of the cast. I, I'm not going to ask you to name everybody because there's a large ensemble mm-hmm. along with this as well. But, you know, give us uh, some of the principles and, and who we can expect to see in parts that uh, many of us are going to know, at least from the movie. And then tell us, how does the musical 
um, adapt to what we're so familiar with? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, we've got lots of exciting talent on stage and we wanted this cast to be as big as we were um, able to accommodate. And so we have a lot of talented performers that like the age range is wide. It's mm -hmm. we have someone as young as 13 and someone as old as I don't even know, you know, so many decades that we're covering, which I think is really beautiful. Uh, but in Leeds, you'll see like Barry Longden as Dr. Frankenstein or Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see Alex Newcomb Wyland as Inga. You'll see Casey Kustak as Igor, which I think oh. is genius casting. Yes, <laughs> but very much casting. so. Yeah. Yeah, that one didn't take a lot. <laughs> so maybe not genius. <laughs> Especially since he wanted the uh, part. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he definitely worked for it. Um, and then you'll see Julie Sauer as Frau Blucher. Okay. Which is also fantastic. You'll see Alexandria Matthews as Elizabeth Benning. Lots of exciting talent. All right. And uh, how about the monster? Nathan Sparks. Sparks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's already killing it, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I didn't. Um, we had a choreography rehearsal yesterday that I didn't go to, but I just watched the video. And... It's kind of insane how he's because, you know, it's a hard role to play, I would right. say, because of how it evolves like vocally. And I had them do exercises where no one got to say words, but they only express sound just like the monster. Mm -hmm. And I think he really tapped into that because, um, again, an already like non word lines. Right. He's making so many bold, like deep choices, which is interesting. Um, and then with the text, you know, it, it just keeps evolving. It's very cool. <laughs> and cool to see him use his body in the dance numbers um, as the monster. It's right. fascinating. And, and we, we see, uh, you know, in the movie we see the monster dance, you know, uh, along with uh, Dr. Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, that's just to show off how his brain's improving and so forth. How do we see the growth of the monster in this show as a musical? Well, actually, it is kind of through through dance, but it's also through his uh, bond with um, all of the characters. Really. Uh -huh. So the minute that he starts to feel more connection with people or acceptance is when I think he evolves and kind of opens up more. Yeah. All right. Some wow. deep stuff for we're, a musical comedy. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're looking, looking at it. To it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, how have you, you said that Nathan is just, you know, already killing it as the monster, but overall, how are you feeling at this point? Feeling pretty good. Okay. I think, you know, with me starting in this new role and us having to get going on the season so quickly, it was, we kept saying we have to work hard and fast mm -hmm. and we've done just that. So I think that the, the cast is really up to speed on the material. The team is really up to speed on conceptualizing the designs so now we're like ooh, we feel like we're at a good place and we can kind of take some time to explore more but you as a producer with my producer hat on I'm like we have to achieve certain pieces of the puzzle or certain parts of the machine at certain points and we're doing good now but for a second I was like is this gonna work <laughs> but it's working it's working we're having a good time sounds like it uh, and uh, when it comes to uh, you know you, you like the music part that's what you fell in love with uh, now with the Jesse uh, Jensen being your co-director what are you focusing in on and what are you having him focus in on? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, well, what I love about this dynamic of me and Jesse is that I love Young Frankenstein, I love Mel Brooks, and so does he, but he has a whole other level of love and passion for Mel Brooks' comedy um, and Young Franken Frankenstein specifically. So it's been kind of cool to navigate like where each of us wants to lean in, but in terms of what we're focusing on, I... Um, kind of focused on casting and conceptualizing mm -hmm. so building the world with the designers that's kind of my bread and butter I love that stuff as you could probably tell with Cabaret <laughs> um, and then he's overseeing the, the staging so I'll help as needed but we also have Mo Hurley as assistant director oh. we have Rachel Smith who played Sally yeah. and Cabaret as our choreographer so we have a dynamite team no doubt um, so I'm really just trying to to be the one that you know again supported in casting and concept and um, now I kind of just get to play and let Jesse take the reins on staging and stuff yeah and we're gonna bring up uh, Mo's name in a little bit here too uh, for another Great. thing that is going on <laughs> uh, but uh, before we do that, let's just talk about your, your directing style. What do you like uh, and, and what do you see in someone's audition 
that makes the light go on and say, okay, this is Igor, okay, this is the monster, okay, this is Frau Blucher. What, what mm. are the things that you are specifically looking at, especially if, you know, the audition wasn't uh, necessarily off the script of the show that you're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes people come in with a particular monologue. Yeah, yeah. I love your questions, Dave. So. <laughs> I'm hitting it out of the park tonight, kids. <laughs> so when I'm casting a show, I think every show calls, like it has different needs when you're figuring out who's the right person. But, um, you know, as a director in general, I'm looking for people that are good to work with, that seem open and, and positive. Um, no bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> And then outside of that, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm usually, for a musical, I'm interested in seeing a little bit of someone in a role. So I'm doing a lot of like energy reading and c- kind of trying to figure out which character they match innately or comes naturally to them. And then so for a show like Young Frankenstein, I'm also really concerned about comedic timing and bold choices. So that's kind of what we focused on. I was less consa- uh, concerned about like chemistry, where normally I'm really concerned about chemistry. Okay. But for this show, I was kind of more like, I need to see where all the comedians are. Like, oh, identify yourselves, why? you know what I mean? And then every role kind of has like, I keep a list of like key like character uh, characteristics that they might have. Um, and you know you want to you want to identify at least three of those but outside of that sometimes there's freedom i don't i don't always like to see things the way that we've always seen them before so say you know because you mentioned the fact that when you're casting you're looking for somebody you can work with uh that will take what you're saying as a director but by the same token uh how much freedom do you give them when they're on stage in rehearsals and saying hey what if i did this Mm mm-hmm I'm, I'm pretty open, to be honest, and I think okay. a lot of my actors will tell you that. Um, I like to call myself a curator of co- collaboration. I love the, the r- director title. You could get I that really... on, the, uh, on the title of your job? <laughs> I'm trying. Curator I'm working on it. collaboration. Now, there we go. Yeah. That's, alliteration. That's I, yeah. I mean, I love alliteration. I love um, rhyming, but I also love collaborating. So that's kind of the way I work. I get a very clear idea of what I'm looking for, but then I try to work with my team team and my my actors in a way that is like open to other perspectives so i'm always asking like what do you think or trying to get their take on it because i think it's important to not get caught up in like thinking that i know exactly what it looks and sounds like um i know i have an idea of the world that we're building specifically so that's kind of what i use to as like rules or guidelines for the world, I'm like, I'm gonna be open to what you say. And if it falls into my like, quote unquote rules for the world, then why not? Why not try it? So I think that I just, I like to, I always say that like the whole production is a puzzle and we're each a puzzle piece that's important. And so like you kind of have to use each puzzle piece and they each have like a design and pattern on them that like makes the big picture work. So that's how I think of it. I don't know. Okay. Do you start with the frame then too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I start with the, I give them the frame. Okay. And then, well, that, and then the canvas is up to all you. of us. All right. Yeah. And with actors per se, like Casey Kestak always says that he loves working with me because I give him so much freedom, but I'm like, I give you freedom, but within reason. Yeah. And because we have a really good relationship in that way where I can say, okay, this is like, this is the message we're trying to send in this moment, or this is the the dynamic that we need to convey. You know, there's various like reasons for doing certain things, right? And then he would take that and run with it. And then we would find things that worked that I wasn't expecting or things that don't work. And then we would talk about why. And he'd be like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? So it's just talking about what works and what doesn't work and maybe why it's not serving the story or why it is. So what is the message that you hope people get, one that uh, is young Frankenstein, the most people think of is a, a great uh, Mel Brooks comedy, and uh, they go here and they're, uh, they know it's a musical, uh, so it's, it's going to be different, obviously, but by the same token, people are going to probably walk in there with a pretty positive attitude uh, about this, but what's the message that you hope they walk away from it with? Um, we've we've kind of talked about this in our meetings, and... There's a couple meanings or like messages that we can mm-hmm. offer the audience, but I always kind of uh, gravitate toward love and acceptance, which is really relevant in the story. So those are two or one theme universally that um, we're hoping people like learn about or think about from the show. Um, but there's also family legacy involved, so like honoring where you came from and um, 
maybe accomplishments from yeah. your legacy and continuing that in whatever way is appropriate to you, right? Um, and then I also say like science, I guess, because <laughs> we talk about science a lot, but I don't really care to be honest. Um, and uh, so uh, one of the things I must ask uh, with uh, Casey as um, Igor, mm -hmm. when Dr. Frankenstein Stein says, um, Igor, get the bags, does he get to have that line that's in the movie? Okay, you take the blonde, I'll take the one in the turban. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that yet. Oh, tease. <laughs> There's got to be surprises. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to the surprise. I look forward to the whole production and can't wait for it uh, coming up to open up season 20 for the Premier Playhouse. Uh, and then, you know, uh, let's give a, a little uh, credence to the rest of the season. What do we have coming up the rest of the way after that? After Young Frankenstein, we have A Christmas Carol, which mm -hmm. is our new annual tradition. Um, and then we have what's called the premiere premieres. And we just announced the titles That's for those. That's what I was going to be getting to. Mm -hmm. okay. Which um, will be debuting the theater at night by Mo Hurley. And then, um, broadly speaking, and other oh, okay, BS yes. by, by the, the broadcast, broadcast theater the, ladies. Yes. Yeah. Which is going to be incredible. Yeah. So, those saw, are the that, saw that, that show in a barn uh, last year. <sighs> yeah, it was fantastic. And then Red uh, for the um, second stage or second phase, I believe we referred to it as, for Mo Hurley for oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. her show. And uh, so, very much looking forward to seeing those. And that's, um, there's two nights, just uh, two nights. Correct? There's actually. Uh, there's four. Oh, there's four. Yeah. So there's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday. Sunday yeah, I think okay. um, I accidentally advertised it wrong as three days at one point. And then I looked at our dates and I was like, oh, we have another day. <laughs> so it's 16, 17, 18, and 19. All right. And the 19th is at 2 p.m. Fantastic. So. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be so fun to, to look so, over that. I'm so excited. I'm very passionate about new play development. And right. what's really cool about this specific instance is that um, each of the plays are at different phases and both incredibly ready for production. Mm -hmm. But Mo having um, just been predominantly working on writing and like readings of it. And then uh, the Broadly Speaking gals having done multiple right. iterations yeah. of it. So we're looking at doing it in a completely different way that people oh. won't expect. So, so if you've plays seen have it, beautiful go back. Yeah. yeah. You've got to come back because it's going to be different. It's not going right. to be See, I was, I was going to ask you because I knew that Moe's play had made it because I, I had read for it. And it was like, but, you know, it's all secret right now. Can't tell anybody. So now the cat's out of the bag. Yes, the I cat was, is out of the bag. I, I'm not surprised by the choice uh, for the other one because, I, like I said, I have seen it. Uh, and ever since they've started doing things, I've been uh, going to that. And now they're going to have a full season on their own, too. Yeah, which is really exciting. Yeah, so it's fantastic. So the state of theater. Uh, community theater is just We're thriving. brimming right now. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing, and uh, that has to be you know just a, a you walking into this new position, going okay. So so what are you telling yourself? Don't botch it, or <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep riding the wave, or <laughs> I'm just going to keep riding the wave. No, honestly, it brings a lot of excitement. It was yeah. part of the reason that I agreed to it and that I was interested in the position mm -hmm. is because I was like, this is the kind of community that I want to be in. Um, there's a, enough like-minded people in this space that I can cohabitate with, and then there's enough people that could learn a thing or two that like I would love to teach them through theater, you know, and then. Um, and then outside of this institutional theater, there's all these other groups that are doing beautiful theater. I tried to watch as much as I could while I was here for Cabaret. Mm -hmm. And then that just started a habit of going to see as many things as I can because I enjoy it. And so it's cool to be somewhere where there's a wide range of things to see. And they're also everyone kind of has a different objective and they're all like doing different forms of performance art which i love yeah okay and we're going to come back to other projects but let's finish oh, yes. up on yeah uh, and then season 20 then and, and then we have cinderella Premier. okay and then we have greece yeah so a lot of familiar Ooh, popular shows familiar, big too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fact uh, you know uh, this is recorded on monday so by the time people hear it it's thursday mm -hmm. uh, but uh, in between on tuesday night i host trivia out at the chasers and Greece is one of the answers uh, to, because uh, it's back to school theme. Yeah. And so that's one of the answers that's uh, coming up. So 
Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. So now you've got a heads up. You want to come play trivia tomorrow night, but I bet you're busy with the rehearsals. So. I'm a little busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what that rounds, time? <laughs> that, yeah, that rounds up the season. But theater didn't stop this summer. Mm-mm. Everybody had something going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's been great about it is uh, one of the other things that uh, you did this year, and uh, I believe you're the 57th in the United States for the Penguin Project, mm-hmm. correct? It's 56th or 57th, yeah. And uh, for those that don't know, it's absolutely amazing program. It's so kids of any ability can be on stage and you did Annie Jr. and mm-hmm. uh, the reason it's called the Penguin is because uh, each one of them has a penguin that uh, strolls around with them gives them a little nudge if they need to I, I think uh, the night that we went I, I heard one time where somebody they didn't give the line but they said now this is for you mm-hmm. and, you know and something along that line but beyond that it was incredible to watch and because uh, Annie Jr.'s played by a gal in a wheelchair, uh, you've got uh, somebody with autism, you've got all these different disabilities, and uh, to see that, and not just the joy that they had on stage, but um, you know, parents, grandparents uh, that were there to, to witness this, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just amazing. And you know, I'm I'm hoping that we get to that point down the road where that's not such a special project mm-hmm. that it's just part of everything that we do what were your feelings uh, on it uh you know this being a new project here i mean i'm really excited by it because part of our mission is inclusivity and accessibility and um the penguin projects the penguin project helps us achieve that um and so honestly to witness this process was just so inspiring yeah. and uh one of our goals is to continue this project so that exactly like you said people anyone can audition for our shows and be in our shows that it shouldn't be about how accessible things Mm -hmm. are to you Um, we want to be inclusive of all people and figure out what part of the what piece of the puzzle you are um, for any given show so we welcome we welcome all people to come audition for us and I think part of how we help people be successful in that is offering a program yeah. like the Penguin Project. Oh, love it. Uh, love it, love it, love it. No doubt about it. We already have our season tickets purchased, by the way. Yay, we are which also- everyone else buy your season tickets. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, they can do so at the Washington Pavilion, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they do it online at uh, Premier they can, Playhouse? Yes, they can. So you should go to www.thepremierplayhouse.com. That's Premier with an E, e at, at the, the end. end. Yeah. Um, and actually, subscriptions are one of the first links that pop up on okay. the homepage. So you can just click on getting your subscriptions and it'll take you to the landing page. Well, you know, the, the great thing about it is, yeah, you're going to save a, a few bucks uh, by getting the season pass versus, you know, buying the tickets individually. But just the not having to worry about it when the show comes around, it's not like, oh, ooh, oh, what can-? no, just do it. <laughs> you will be so happy. Dave, um, that's exactly what I've been saying to people. I'm like, if you know that you're just going to end up coming to see the show just do it and then you literally don't have to think about it and that's the it's the beauty of that accommodation yeah no doubt Uh, we look forward to that so what do you want to bring to the premier playhouse uh as you are now in this position Oof, I have a laundry list of things I want to bring. Well, um, but start start in, start with the whites, <laughs> <laughs> move to the colors, and then uh, to the uh, the uh, delicate fabrics. <laughs> well, somebody asked me recently a similar question, and I I said to them, I want to execute our mission. Um, we have a beautiful mission that I wholeheartedly believe in, and. Um, I think a lot of people thought that maybe I wanted to change it. I'm like, no, I, I want to honor this mission. Mm-hmm. It's about everything that I believe in. So I'm focused on the the mission, which has a lot of key words like collaboration, inclusivity, accessibility, education involved in it. So those are all things that I want us to start kind of like basing our operations and programming around. And then um, outside of that, I really want to build community. I want to engage with the community. I'm not from here, but I love this place Mm -hmm. and I'm loving all the people that I'm meeting. Um, I think it's just such a special place. So I want to get to know Sioux Falls and take advantage of that through my job, but then also um, help the theater in turn with that. We want to meet new people. We're looking to engage with various communities. 
Um, and I think the best way to do that is by directly and actively engaging with them. All right. We look forward to that. Now, uh, since you are, you know, not from this area originally, but I know you've listened to, to some of the shows in the mm-hmm. past. You've, you've uh, told me that. So yes. you, maybe you are familiar with the final questions then, uh, which uh, when you are not part of the entertainment and arts scene, what do you like to be entertained by? I remember hearing this question and being like, what, how am I going to answer this? And then I <laughs> forgot to think about it. Um, I actually, I would say something that I haven't gotten in a while because of the pandemic is live music. Um, I yeah. love seeing live music. It's a huge part of my life. And so I really love like shows instead of large concerts, like mm-hmm. things where a local artist is going to play and things of that sort. So that's the way that I really like to be entertained. All right. Any other hobbies? Hmm. No, but I've been talking about this because okay. I am a, I'm a career dude. I'm very career focused. <laughs> so to be honest, I kind of lost my identity in terms of hobbies and such uh-huh. in my adulthood. I feel like I, I had an understanding of that as an adolescent, but now I don't. So things I'm interested in exploring are okay. playing tennis, playing okay. golf. Um, what else have I mentioned? And by golf, I predominantly mean like going on the weekend, riding the cart and drinking right. mimosas, Great. obviously. Okay. <laughs> um, playing golf. And then outside of that, I actually do. I call myself a coffee connoisseur. I love trying different oh, coffees at different coffee yeah. shops. A salsa connoisseur. I love going to different Mexican restaurants and places that have salsa oh, and trying them. Yeah. My, my wife and I just had Mexican before this tonight. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love tacos too. So my hobbies more so involve food which is probably an issue. Um, And then lastly, just traveling and uh, camping usually surprises people, but I enjoy camping. Okay, excellent. Oliver Mays, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, can't wait for season 20 to start up uh, waiting for Young Frankenstein. I believe that's We Chose All the First Saturdays. Yes, okay, I'll be looking for you then. Yep, normally we would do... uh, uh, opening night, but I also happen to be in something that uh, usually when we perform, it's a Thursday night. So mm, yeah. not smart then, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh no, we'd have to make a decision or something. So, <laughs> all right, but, thank uh, you so thank much, you. Dave. Thank you, appreciate it. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964 Support the Dave Holly Hour in a very easy way. Buy Dave a cup of coffee by clicking the cup in the lower left corner of www.davehollyhour.com Welcome back, everybody. Oh, you know what I love to say. It is always a pleasure. And you know what one of my favorite ones is? You know, I I always tell you that it's always a pleasure to have repeat guests. Always a pleasure to have new guests. You get the two for one again this time, just like uh, the other week. We have returning from Headlights Theater, its creator, its jack-of-all-trades, its chief cook bottle wash, Maddie Elliott. Hi. How are you? I am so excited to be back here chit-chatting with you. Yes, I love it. You know, the last time I think you had to wear a sweater. Yeah, it was, it it was, was, a little it was chilly last that time. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you brought with you someone from New York. Yes, a wonderful friend of mine, an incredible dancer, and just one of my favorite people to work with. I'll let her introduce herself. Hey, y'all. My name is Solange Rodriguez, and I'm very happy to be here chatting with you. Well, I am very happy about that, too. It's great to have you. And uh, is this your first time to South Dakota? This is my second time. Second time now. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so you, you liked it enough, you'd, you'd come back. For sure. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're glad to have you. So, Maddie, tell us what uh, this is all going to include for the next lovely because I have to use that word because it really is. It's such great art. I just am amazed every time I see it for Headlights Theater. 
Yeah, well, so actually we have a special performance this weekend on August 27th. We will be doing a little special mm -hmm. feature in a music festival called, called That Sounds Decent. Mm -hmm. um, we're working with a wonderful band Sundays, and we're going to, you know, pop in and out real quick, do a few dance moves in the crowd, and it's going to be absolutely fabulous. Um, and then for our last Headlights performance of the third season... Wow, I can't believe it's I already know. the end of our third yeah. season. Um, we will transform a parking lot into a magical stage full of music and dance and acting. Um, yes, acting. That's It's mm -hmm. going to be storytelling from the beginning to end with this performance. Um, that is on September 17th, featuring a wonderful local um, hip-hop artist, uh, James First Gen, and there will be four dancers in that one, uh, three from New York and one from L.A. Mm. You are just expanding on this whole thing. You know, it keeps growing and growing. It's like when it first started, it was my little baby, and now it's turning into an adolescent, like, toddler. Yeah, <laughs> and, mean, and quickly, yeah. too. Yeah, very quickly, <laughs> very, very quickly. Yeah. So, Solange, when, uh, when Maddie came to you and said, hey, Come to Sioux Falls with me and uh, let's go dance in a parking lot. <laughs> what was that like? What, what were your thoughts? I said, let's do it. Oh, <laughs> that's said... <laughs> exactly the type of person she'd be looking for, too. Yeah. 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 And... So what made you say that then? Because um, it's Maddie. And wow. just seeing, because I joined Headlights for the second season. So seeing like the footage and the impact from the first season, I was like, that looks dope. That looks like something I'd love to be a part of. So I was so honored and so happy that she wanted to bring me along for the journey. And I was like, I'm all in, like whatever you want me to do, I'm there. Because it just looked so wonderful to be a part of. So Maddie, what is all in to you? What is all in to me? Yeah, because you just like never stop. I mean, you were always creating and you've got uh, all these incredible things on your mind as to how to bring dance to life and make it art. Well, I think it, it just stems from love. Um, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself that when because, you know, dance is work and it's important that we remember that these dancers who are performing, this is their job they are professional right. athletes and at the end of the day we love what we do but it is work um and i think it's the love and also the stubbornness that really <laughs> it drives me forward um i love the people i work with i love the community you know that's a part of the reason like i live in new york but i do work in sioux falls and that is because i see a lot of potential and love in this community and also a need for dance and a need to uplift the arts community here because it is so deserving of all the attention yeah and uh, it's uh, gotten so much better over the past oh my 10 to 20 years just the, the explosion of everything that's blossoming. taking place yeah and you know think of the different places uh that uh, people perform now mm -hmm. uh you know we have plays in book co-ops uh at breweries and, and so forth mm -hmm. where everybody can get together and, and do something uh, and bring art to life. It's just amazing. And, mm -hmm. you know, who'd have thunk a few years back? Yeah, parking yeah. lots. Well, yeah. I right. think it's so interesting, too, how I noticed a real change after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and I say that carefully because, you know, parts of the world are still very much impacted by COVID. Um, New York, where we both live, is very much mm -hmm. that place. Um, but, you know, people realize the need to bring people together through art. And we start we got creative. And that's why, you know, we're in book co-ops. We're in bars doing cool stuff, art galleries everywhere, dancing in parking lots like because we're getting innovative with the way we express and share and show love and art. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you used the word athlete when it comes to the performances that you two do. Uh, because it takes athleticism <laughs> to be able to do what you do. I've seen four of your shows now, I think, Maddie. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just always incredible what is brought. And it's not like it's uh, let's go tenderly because we're on asphalt mm -hmm. by any means. 
it is uh, a workout and mm -hmm. you are earning every little bit of the applause <laughs> and appreciation that you get for that. Uh, so, uh, Solange, what made you get into dance to begin with? Oh, it's taking it way back. Um, yeah, because you're all of how old? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I started dance 20 years ago at age three, and I have two older brothers, and sidebar, fun fact, my brother is one of the dancers that is coming for the September oh, performance, so that's Look cool. forward to that, too. <laughs> yeah, but they, I always say that I started dance because they danced, and I kind of just did everything they did, mm -hmm. but my mom said she would have put me in regardless, so... I don't know. I kind of just started, realized I was, you know, kind of good at it and just kept doing it. And then I eventually got really interested in choreography. So I took that more seriously. So, yeah, we're just out here creating. Do you remember the first thing you ever did where it was a paid gig as a dancer? Um, where you could say, hey, I'm a professional dancer. Um, Any big venue that you got to play or anything? I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, no, scan I'm scanning yeah. the past few yeah. years. <laughs> I mean, there's been a lot of cool. What comes to mind first and foremost is anytime I get to perform with live musicians, mm -hmm. I think is a really cool thing. And I've been doing that a lot lately yeah. in my hometown. Um, that was the first thing that came to mind. Okay. Well, we'll take that. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a great reason. And uh, you know, Maddie, we've uh, known uh, for you know a few seasons, and as well has told us all about you know her dancing here in Sioux Falls and and how she got into it and so forth. Uh, where do you see your career taking off as a dancer? You mentioned the choreography. Are you thinking more along that line, or always be in the mix of both? I think in the mix of both because I love to choreograph and my style is like a mix of hip hop and contemporary and ballet. And so I'm really, you know, ex exploring that. But I also love to perform and I love to be on the stage. And right now I'm missing learning other people's choreography because I'm teaching a lot, mm. a lot, a lot. So I'm doing a lot of my own stuff. But I miss, you know, having to learn someone else's work and having to execute it the way they want. So it's definitely, I see for a long time, me doing both. Excellent. You know, what's uh, interesting is, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, about actually missing learning somebody else's choreography. Because I sit there and, and I go to dance uh, performances and uh, I look around and I think, okay, wow, this is amazing. Uh, and how do they remember every single step? Oh, they're not just doing one number. There's half a dozen to a dozen numbers that mm -hmm. they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so they're having to remember that. And then somebody will be introduced as, well, you know, they choreographed this, uh, but they're dancing over in this one and so forth. And so it's it's just this whole full circle oh, yeah. uh, of uh, greatness that's taking place. But is it easier to learn somebody else's or easier to teach your choreography oh. to someone hmm. maddie um it depends I, it depends and it also kind of depends on what you've been doing more of mm -hmm. yeah recently i'm i've been doing the opposite i've been doing more of other people's work therefore like we were in the studio today and i had to choreograph stuff and i was like the first move is always the hardest <laughs> and then it goes from there um yeah, it depends, and it depends on the people you're working for with. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it all depends. What What is the point? Uh, is it Is it a, a musical thing that you hear first and say, I need to choreograph something into this? Or do you have something in mind, and then all of a sudden you hear a piece and go, okay, what I was thinking is going to fit for this? I think for me personally, it's interchangeable. Same. Sometimes it's the idea. What comes first, the storytelling or the music or the image of movement? Um, I've had a few dance films where very specifically it was the story. And then when I heard the right piece of music that would fit the story I wanted to tell, it just tied a bow. Um, I've had moments where I've had choreography, but no music. And then once I found the music, the music told me what the story was that mm -hmm. the movement was telling. Um, or I hear a piece of music and I'm like, let's get it. Like, let's make a step. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. Know. No, I agree, too. Um, for a long time, 
it was mostly me hearing a, a dope song and being like, mm-hmm. ooh, yup, this is, okay, the, I'm going to make something of this. <laughs> but then, you know, as I matured, I was able to make movement without the song and then find the song and tie it to it. But it really just depends on, it depends on the state that you're in, really. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a lingering idea and you're like, okay, let's explore that. Or if you have some steps and you need to find a song or if you like that song and you want to make something work. So it's really all of it. I think. How often do you two just dance for your own enjoyment? <laughs> um, you know, not enough. It's been a uh-huh. minute. It's been a it's, minute. Um, it's actually, it's really interesting that you asked that because last week I was going to go take class and I did not want to be around people, just like social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to just like give myself a class in improv. And I was like, when was the last time I danced for myself? And it's been a while. Um, so something I definitely need to do more of. Um, I will say, during headlight shows, there is a lot of improv mm-hmm. incorporated True. into the show. So it like, it's very rejuvenating. Miss that lawn chair over there and that... Uh, let, me, let me just yeah. do something over here. Let me go over here. Yeah. And it's really... it's. I think headlight performances are a platform for dancers to trust their instinct mm-hmm. and trust their artistic voice and just... Do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Do you do you have a jam uh, that you always like when you get the chance to do that? Oh, is, like a go-to song. Is there a go-to song? There's that... like a go-to playlist. Ah, um, there we go. It's I. The playlist is called "Moving on Marley" because um, that's like the type of floor that usually <laughs> we dance uh-huh. on. It's a nice, nice title. And and what's what's the first song on that uh, playlist? Ooh. Oh, you know I could pull trick it up question. Really yeah. Do it. Oh. Send that. Just don't play it because the copyright oh. cops, you know, be all <laughs> <Absolutely>. over us. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on, Marley. Oh, it's a James Vincent Macaro song, Outside Digging. Ah. Interesting. Surprisingly, somebody I've heard of. Really? You know, when you get to be yeah, this yeah, old, yeah. you kind of, you know, years ago, you know, after radio for uh, 25 years and so forth, and at least I still have, you know, iTunes that I can go back and get something from Bob Seger if I want. <laughs> <laughs> How about for you, Solange? Oh. Do you have a, a, a playlist uh, for when you get that opportunity? Yes, I do. Um, it's a it's a very big mix of songs. Uh-huh. Um, and it, a lot of times it's just some of my favorite songs, a lot mm-hmm. of instrumentals, sometimes maybe some songs that my brothers make mm-hmm. or some friends from college that they make some songs that they've made. It's a wide range. What do you look for, Maddie, when you go out and scout other people to be in your productions? Um, good people. Mm-hmm. I... Headlights are is very collaborative. Yeah. It's not me telling what, them what to do. It's very much, here's the direction I want to go. How do you think we can get there? Um, what are your ideas? What are my ideas? So people who I, first off, enjoy hanging out with. Because um, if I don't enjoy hanging out with you. <laughs> um, but when I first started this, I wanted, because it was in 2020, the yeah. pandemic, um, we were had just freshly graduated college, so I wanted to give my friends jobs who didn't have opportunities to get jobs because the dance world closed down. Um, so it started out by me like bringing on my friends, and my friends are my favorite people to work with. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it expands to people who inspire me. Um, when I like see like for example something happened this morning, Solange did a really cool move, and I was like that inspired me to take the next step. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just good, cool people that are really good at what they do. Solange, what about uh, you know other dancers and so forth? What what uh, inspires you in the dance world? What inspires me to ask them to dance with me? Is that mm-hmm. the question? Or you know, just uh, what inspires you when you think of great dancers mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily want to be like because you all want to be yourself mm-hmm. in, in everything when you create. Uh, but it at least gives you kind of some ideas as to, you know, this is this is the type of thing that I like. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, a good, a good attitude and an open mind for sure. Um, it can be really vulnerable to enter a studio and to be the one in charge. And 
you know, to put your ideas that maybe you're not 100% sure of mm -hmm. into the space. And I think it's really important to have dancers that support that and understand the creative process, you know, and are just willing to try with you and willing to rework things. And, you know, so I think just having people that I feel comfortable around and people that I can trust with um, good energy, you know, and people that I know will show up and, mm -hmm. you know, dance full, you know, so. Yeah. So obviously your rehearsals are, are quite a workout, but mm -hmm. do you also work out beyond that then? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, a lot of cross training. Okay. Um, and like, don't get us wrong, we are humans. We sit on a couch, we take days off. Mm -hmm. and sometimes I take more days off than I should. I nap a lot. Yeah, we love napping. <laughs> I mean, resting is a part of taking care of yourself. True. The and body has to heal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, so Solange... And the mind, too. And the mind, yeah. absolutely. It's so important. Yes. So, I mean, sometimes when you step away from whatever you're doing, when you come back to it, it feels fresh and it feels easier mm -hmm. to continue going rather than staying with it for too long, too long, too long. You yeah. Know? And, I mean, going off of, like, the cross-training... Um, like Solange is a Zumba teacher. I'm oh, a okay. personal trainer in a Pilates. Um, I'm Pilates certified. Me so. too. Oh my gosh, really? I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Wow. Um, <laughs> so like we stay active through other things other than dance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So what can you do for my hips? Oh, we could give you some like mobility exercises. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, need yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You know, can... actually, one of them's only uh, ten years old. Oh. Yeah. And the knee on the other side is only four years old. So, ah, yeah. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> but, you know, I love to walk. I just that uh, when I go out, I, I feel like my body needs a shot of WD-40 on each hip. Oh, my goodness. It's like they're, rust, they're rusting out, uh, you know, hinges or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I need. So I, I envy uh, and uh, am, am so impressed then by both of you ladies in terms of the fact that, yeah, you're dancing so much, but then you're also doing other things to stay in shape for that. Uh, and, uh, Maddie, when you talk to young people that want to become dancers, mm -hmm. what's the first thing you tell them? do it there's like no stopping you um being a like professional dancer is not like this goal that someone can't reach mm -hmm. and it is just as viable and important of a career as any others um and i always emphasize like dance is a career it can be a hobby and that is beautiful but it can also be a career um and then just like advice is just like trust yourself um, and understand that you should never your goal should never to be to like look like someone else. Mm -hmm. It should always be like just be you, which is really hard. And like I'm still discovering what that means for me as an adult. And it's always changing. Um, and that's beautiful how who you are as a human and as an artist and as a dancer is continue like always changing, always mm -hmm. evolving. Yeah. Solange, uh, what was the best advice you ever got while becoming a dancer? Oh, the best advice, uh, just try new things yeah. and be open. I keep, I feel like I've said that so many times already right now, but really like entering even a new, a new class or a new style with just an open mind and just ready to, to learn is, is probably the best thing you can do. Even if what you're about to enter, if you realize you don't, you don't love it or it's not for you it's like okay well you gave that a chance and right. now you can go and find something else that might might be for you you know so right. it's really just be open and try new things and keep on keep on pushing maddie what do you look for in other artists you know mm. aside from uh the dance world because you're always collaborating with people mm -hmm. and uh, obviously it's going to go back to your answer about you like working with people that you feel good about yeah. and so forth but in terms of uh, you know the flair that they bring to the art world, mm -hmm. what is it that you like? I like when people say something with their art. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love art for art's sake. Like, oh, this is beautiful. I want to paint this. But something that is saying something, I also really love working with people who I think are smarter than me. Um, sometimes I enjoy feeling like the dumbest one in the room because I'm so inspired by the people in the room and I, I learn so am, much. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but like people who are intelligent with what they make. Um, 
and you can tell that they put themselves in it mm-hmm. fully. Um, yeah, you learn a lot about a person when you really hear their music or read what they wrote or like genuinely look at their painting. Because um, I think Solange said this earlier, it's very vulnerable. Art is very vulnerable. So if you really, really look at it, you will learn something about a person when you see what they've made. Yeah. And you have to learn to uh, take the criticism with a grain of salt. Uh, I think one of my favorite memes uh, over the past few years has been the fact that uh, never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't seek the advice of. Oh, oh, I like that. I like that one too. It's just, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, because you do a podcast, you know, anything uh, like this or what you guys do and uh, what uh, everybody does in the art world always vulnerability mm-hmm. yeah you know I've, I've been to some incredible things and somebody will come out and go oh boy that was just horrible wasn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> not like oh, no 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 oh. <laughs> but yeah. you know we, we each have our our own things and yes. then we each have our own uh, mm-hmm. you know personalities what we crave to see and so forth and yep. uh mm-hmm. you know uh, over the past few years i i really craved to see headlights theater mm-hmm. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> just Thank because you. it's uh, so fun so unique and uh yeah not necessarily a a different theme each show but definitely a different show a different a different show every single time yeah all right so you talked about the fact that you've got a special uh, coming up this weekend yes mm-hmm. uh and then it's going to be in uh, september september 17th yeah uh, for the finale for the season yes what are we going to see different in the two shows well so for the first one uh the one on august 27th mm-hmm. that's not a headlight show that's a music festival that's featuring headlights dancers Mm -hmm. so you're gonna see dance in more of like a concert setting um i'm not gonna tell you how you're gonna necessarily see it but it will be in a different i don't know orchestration is that the word orientation Orientation. oh Mm -hmm. yes and um (laughs) yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be something really really special um is that open to the public yes open and it's free oh Oh, it is a free event Um, whereabouts it is ethan railroad i believe i hope i didn't get that wrong um and we are with sundays at 9 p.m is when they go on and that's when we'll sneak in there during their set Um, well that's fantastic and then uh september 17th in a location that will not be will not be released until the day of yes 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 stay tuned Um, yeah that's a to be announced i love that part of that (laughs) yeah keeping up with the pop-up nature yeah um and it really is the experience starts right when you get that email or you see our post on instagram um and then you get your family you get your friends in the car and you go and you're like here we go. Yeah. Um, and then it, and then it just keeps on going. Turn on the headlights. <laughs> Turn on the headlights. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, get out in front with your lawn chairs if you want. And yeah. So forth. Boy, the uh, the crowds have just been spectacular at them too. Yeah. Did you anticipate that when you started? No, <laughs> I did not. Um, you know, it started out as a small thing I wanted to do with my friends, and mm-hmm. I think the first show we had like fifty people, which yeah. I thought was wild. I was yeah. like, how did we reach fifty people? And then now we're reaching the hundreds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had no idea this was going to blow up the way that it yeah. did. Well, um, we're sure thankful it has. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, Solange. Yes. Uh, Maddie's answered these questions before, so I'm going to let her go this time. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> and and uh, I, I just get to ask you. Okay. Uh, so when you're not part of the entertainment and arts scene, mm-hmm. what do you like to be entertained by? When I'm not a part of the entertainment, what do I? Um, that's hard, cause I music counts as entertainment and arts. Right. Yeah. So I can't use that as my answer. Why not? Cause if you love music, I do. Yeah. So yeah, music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my dad and my brother are both DJs. Okay. And my other brother makes his own beats. Uh-huh. And I listen to it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Even when you didn't want to. No, I oh, always you wanted want to. to. Okay, yeah, that's good. I always want to. I mean, 
something like that I do on the side that I've been doing for a few years that I'm still such a novice at is um, video editing and videography. Mm -hmm. And so I dabble in that, but I'm still such a beginner. But that's something I like to do and take on projects and like find my own things to film and try and edit together. Um, That's one thing that'll keep me busy. Um, Yeah, I also, during the pandemic, I decided to learn how to play the drums. And so that's a part of the music group, I guess. And so (laughs) that's one of the things. I don't know. I keep busy. Any any other hobbies? (laughs) No. Yeah, not enough time, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Salaj, thank you. And, And by the way, uh, you now have a distinction. You have traveled the farthest to be on the Dave Holly Hour. Oh, yes. Ooh. Well, I technically Maddie has too. Yeah. Well, but she's you know here a lot of the yeah. time too. Also, Solange is from lives right now. She lives in Rochester, New York. Okay. Yeah, oh home. yeah. So she actually you might yeah. be that is farther than Queens, New York. Hi. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you both taking the time to be on the show. Uh, and also uh, looking forward to uh, hopefully be able to get some time down on the Saturday night, maybe. Yes, uh, And uh, see that. And then, if nothing else, September uh, rolls around. Yes, absolutely. Headlights Theater. Headlights Theater. All right. Oh, yeah. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40 square foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again, everybody, to my great guests, Oliver Mays and Maddie Elliott as well as to the man who put the R in our wine bar and kitchen, Ricardo Terabelsi, where we recorded our conversation with Oliver Mays. The Headlights Theater conversation was recorded here in the Dipsy Doodle Production Studio. And most of all, thank you for your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. If you haven't done so so far, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You know, if it's on Facebook or Instagram, they can show automatically entered for that uh, pizza with a podcaster get all 144 episodes online at davehollyhour.com as arts south dakota says home is where the art is as i say put some art in your heart Hmm. remember what i mentioned in honorable mention (laughs) by the way my name is dave holly and for me every day is a holiday the dave holly hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 